Hi, welcome to Rick Recruitment and Inside Conversations. On this podcast, we will be talking to founders and CEOs of startups, CTOs, COOs, pretty much people in the managerial roles in startups. We will also be speaking with our friends from human resources or talent recruiters. All of these people will be sharing their knowledge and experience to help you gain insight that can help you grow faster and just open your mind. This is what we will do and what you need to do is to look for us on your favorite podcast platform to subscribe to Rick. That's R-I-C. So you don't miss any of our very insightful conversation. Today, I'm having a very interesting conversation with Damlola Shoyombo, founder and CEO of Skooks. Um, Skooks is a product born out of necessity, but one can say that she was ready to take the plunge when it happened. Listen to my conversation with this lady on a mission for children on the African continent. Once again, welcome to Rick, and it's brought to you by Minagets Incorporation, and I am your host, Yola. Let's meet the dummy that was existing in the first what, what were you about? You know, who was that lady? You know, what was she doing? Just tell us a little bit about that. Yes, right. So before Scoops, basically, um, I studied computer science um, as my BSc. And then after school, I'm like, okay, what exactly do I do next? Um, what job roles do I fit into and all of that? Um, honestly, it was quite vague because, you know, our, our educational system is now in Nigeria and how everything mm-hmm. is just traditional theories and everything. And nobody is actually preparing you for the future of work or the jobs you're going to meet out there. So basically, um, thankfully, I got into an internship and it was through that internship I now discovered okay coding design UI UX product design and all of that like the main technology skills that are being required out there um then I told myself if I am still passing through this particular challenge or if if I still had this challenge even after four years in the university like chocolates of thousands of other youths out there that are unemployed and I discovered that most people are not um, they're unemployed not because they didn't have good grades in school but because what they're being taught in school doesn't really align with the necessary jobs that are out there then um, that was what drove me to start TCK Zone which was my first initiative was a not-for-profit and NGO basically the, the goal was to ensure that every African child right has a technology skill. So I started with rural communities, kids, underserved communities. So this question is more focused on underserved communities, people who could not afford to even get access to these trainings at all. So we took laptops to them, we organized trainings for them, coding trainings, design trainings, and the likes. Um, so we did that, we were able to reach about 4,000 kids thereabouts and then COVID came and we're like oh wow how do we continue this how do we sustain this how do we keep um doing all of this right so I I took a pause period for a while just trying to brainstorm what we should do I co-founded other startups that's um, Beat Body App and then Lafayette Health Chair um so one was e-commerce and the other was health tech um or health fintech like that yeah you took a break from your non-profit and during COVID, that was 2020, this is 2022. So what? You took a break yes. for almost a year. Um, let me just say yes. Although we're doing literally two trainings for this case on, on Telegram, on Zoom, Zoom classes and the likes. 
reoccurring students weren't as much. And for me, it was more about the journey compared to like the first hand um, introduction to tech. And I happened to get into a venture building program of some sort and I applied with this case number. When they reached out to me, they're like, oh, we like this idea, but we do not accept no for profit. <laughs> and oh. I'm like, okay, can you come up with a for profit idea in like five days and get back to us? So it was during that time I quickly put together two plus two and like brainstormed on what could be the business model we could use and to leverage. In the entire time you wanted to get Spooks wasn't really, it wasn't, you, you didn't have it yet. But then in five days after this application, somehow you came up with Spooks or was just an idea you were already toying with somehow? As an NGO, we were already playing with, okay, how could we move online? E-learning platform, what could we do? But it wasn't really fleshed out fully. But within that five days, you know, that's adrenaline, like, I have to be a part of this program. So I reached out to a couple of advisors. I have a lot of advisors, mentors, like a lot of them. So I reached out to them. And by being able to create like a one pager uh, for a for profit model, okay, it's going to be an e-learning platform. We're going to charge money per course. It could be like Coursera. It could be like Skillshare, but basically for children. Um, and once I sent it to them, they were like, oh, wow, great idea. Yes, we can work with this. Like, so that was how I joined that pro program. And was that some type of accelerator program or what was it? Um, yes, it was STEMIAN, um, STEMIAN Africa Venture Program. Yes. Around that same time, that same July, I also got into Standard Chartered Women in Tech Incubation Program all because I was able to think about a sustainable way in which I could push the technology training for kids. But now I've been able to tie scoops to this schism because like every 5% of our profits goes back to underserved communities, underserved children. And with, with scoops, we, we got like three different grants in like a very short period of time, right? And because everyone saw the vision, what we're trying to build, the impact it could make, okay, how we could make money as a business, how we could scale, grow even beyond Nigeria, beyond Africa, right? And like with COVID and like everything and everyone going into online education, like it just seemed like, okay, this particular thing could scale at this particular time. I'm guessing that somewhere along the line, you had to start bringing other people on board. And then maybe as partners as a support system you have to start to recruit people somehow um tell me about that process for you back when i was working with um when it was just a case on purely i had about 96 volunteers wow. volunteers that weren't being paid um but they were passionate about what i was trying to do when i wanted to recruit for scoops or like broaden the team for scoops they were the first set of people i reached out to and interestingly they all had like vast experience people in tech people in business finance and like like so i reached out to about four people now i team of about nine what is important to you when trying to bring people onto your team what are some of those things that are very that are very key that you want to just mark off your checkbox? 
right first thing i would say is communication um that is like the most <laughs> critical thing i look out for the second thing for me was um each person having his or own personal goals right and seeing how those personal goals aligned with our goals as a company so i always look out for people who their roles coming to work for schools align with their own personal um development and their own personal goals so that's to the third one would be um consistency so over time i look through their linkedin i look through their resume um the recommendations they have and like just trying to understand what have they been working on before and how is that particular thing doing it could be a personal business it could be a their previous job or role how they took it serious and how consistent they were with like building that i find it interesting the stuff you said about consistency so from your experience i mean how do you label the importance of that particular one i mean of, of, the, of the three of them <laughs> how do you label the particular some of these criteria might change but because of the fact that we start up everything is very fast right and everyone right now has to take like leadership position and own ah, what they are doing right it. so you're not coming in as like oh someone has to push you around before you do things you know what you need to do you get things done i always look particularly to people that have their own personal brand you need to you have built something for yourself i mean there's some interesting situations that you know maybe impressed you more than you thought or you were just really for lack of a better word underwhelmed okay impressed yes definitely um there were some of the team members that even carried the whole company on their head like more than me myself right and i was like wow i wish i had like a many millions of naira let me just dash this person i just think right like um there were times that it was like that um so yes those times were super needed and encouraging um to just keep going because you know that there's some people that like are with you through this journey yes and there are often times as well that things aren't working so well and like you're telling on the whole team like okay we had this super idea we brainstormed it together we expected it to give us like oh 5000 users bam like oh it didn't really give us like the traction we needed and like everybody's like ah, what exactly is happening you now took my own individual strength to be able to like okay tell everyone okay this this thing happened then i would look for articles of past startups that had like similar experiences and like share with them and like uh, look at where they are now and all of that so yes so from time to time i always ensure that they are developing themselves personally their linkedin profile are always like being updated learning new skills taking opportunities at some point it felt overwhelming for me i'm like see i'm not doing again i don't even want to sometimes it felt like easier when it was just me but often times than the other way i actually saw the need for it uh what would you say is the bottom line of what you just want to make sure that you're able to do so that your team can continue to function effectively 
So as a very small team, you need access to more partners to be able to drive more, um, to push more of what your team is doing, right? So at the earlier stage, we didn't have that. So everything was like so overwhelming. So being able to have access to more resources, more funding, more partners um, that could like make things, let me say easier. In a lot of work environment, you know, there's expectation of what the employees are expected to do for the organization. How much responsibility is on leadership to make a business or an organization work, in your opinion? So when it comes to um, leadership, a lot of them look up to you. <laughs> let me say as the, let me not say source of strength, but you push them, not only as a business, but your personal life as well needs to speak that particular vision, right? They need to, unless it's just gonna be about money as a leader, like what you're able to drive, the knowledge, the impact you're able to give to them as, um, how you're able to help them grow beyond where they first started when they joined you is like super important, especially as a startup. You run a tech startup. Um, since you have like a taste of both seven of the, of the, of the fans, um, would you say remote can be as effective as traditional or does it come with its own does it come with a lot of headache that makes traditional look really attractive? Um, so for me, I would say they are both effective, right? And it's it's not really about whether it's traditional or remote. It's about what exactly is your company structure, culture. Um, do you have like standard of operations for like so many things, right? But I've, I've seen teams that have worked like fully remote, like they've not even seen themselves like before, like physically, but they're doing super well. And for us, like I've not had issues with my remote team, like video editor is remote. I think it, it depends on the leaders, who are those in leadership position and how can they effectively manage the team. And the other thing is communication. So it, even if it's just over Slack or email or like is everything being detailed enough? Sometimes you might even have physical meetings and you don't take notes and you end up forgetting all of the action items and like everything everyone was supposed to do, right? Whereas if it was a Zoom meeting, for instance, that could have been a recording you could go back to, right? So there, it, they both have like their pros and cons. It depends on the team themselves, the both leaders of the team and the individuals of the team. Honestly, if you actually love your work, what you're doing in that particular company, whether it's remote, whether it's fiscal, whether it's anywhere in the anywhere in the world, you would make your inputs and your inputs matter. Where are you hoping to take scopes, say the next uh, few years? Wow. Um the long-term goal, I don't know how long it's going to take us. It could be one year, three years, five years, ten years. Is to ensure that like every African child, right, has a technology skill, right? 
Technology, creative skill, 21st century skill. That's major keyword, right? Once every child in every family has the skill, they know that for every family, there's actually a breadwinner, right? There's all actually someone earning enough, in quotes, right? To sustain his or family, right? So that's like the major goal for us. Um, so the e-learning platform is just the starting point. Let me just put it that way. Well, what are the things that you want to do or focus on to keep the best talents that work with you on your team? How do you want to ensure that you continue to hold on to the best people that you have? Um, well, for me, I would say I have a lot of work to do in that regard. Um, first thing is to ensure is to ensure that I am doing all of what my role requires as the CEO, right? That involves being able to grow the company, scale the company, raise funding, get investors, get partners, all of that, right? Just to ensure that we are um, meeting all of our goals. So with that, it will drive each person to say, okay, yes, this lady is not, she's not staying at one point, we're growing. So definitely I can see, picture myself, if like a team member would be saying this, yeah, so I can picture myself in like three years, five years, I know where I would be within this company because I know where they would be. So for me, I don't have to like keep ticking out my check boxes and ensuring like we are growing well some people might see leave right um some people that do not understand what building a startup entails there's the ups there's the downs there's the it's not a get rich quick scheme right that some yeah. people think startup is right oh, because they're saying uh this one raised two million dollars this one raised 500 million like some people think it's like ah let me work in startup so that fast 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 i'll grow but being able to help them see the clear picture of what it entails, the work they have to put in before they hit that like particular goal that they want to get to. How important is culture and buying for a successful start? Um, it's very important, right? Um, before I started bringing anyone on board, I think for me it was. I needed to understand what exactly I was getting into before bringing anyone on board, right? I needed to understand, okay, what type of company do we want to do? We want to be, do we want to be known as? So being able to properly define that is like what culture is, right? What type of environment do you want to be known for as a company, right? So um having all of that at the back of your mind it might change as a grow, but there needs to be something you start with and then for buy-ins um at this early stage everyone needs to be one right you can like have like okay this person is higher than this person or this person is now everyone needs to be one so we're making decisions together like brainstorming together, business strategies together, like everything together, right? 
so it's it's easier to get everyone's buying that way but when you now stand by and like take decisions yourself decisions you know would impact the company would impact everyone people that have made the judge decisions to come for you um that would be like so cool so um i try to ensure that everyone is included even down to like the financial status how are we doing once once when things are going well when things are not going well like everyone needs to be on board with it yeah what would you say are some of those things that you focus on to ensure that you're successful yes um the first thing is my fit but supreya yes i wouldn't leave that out okay. the second thing <laughs> second thing is i have all the center i have people around me when i say happy people around me may not physically but mentors advisors my parents like one strong support system i have people people that are always there to say okay you need to stop this and start doing this um so yes those have really helped another thing that has been helped is like the different incubation accelerator programs i've been a part of um there's sometimes that some people might say oh it might be too much but i feel at this early stage it was actually what has helped us move at a very fast very fast pace without like making mistakes that like other startups would probably have made so we're limiting the the exposures um to errors we're having like by and like lastly i would say talking about what you're doing every opportunity you have that's what i do a lot the marketing every yeah and not just marketing like well, I mean, if you keep talking about it it's essentially marketing that's how that's not that, how i choose to define it no but even when things are not going well mm. like not like everything right but oh we applied for this particular thing and in as much we thought to get it or we didn't get it and all of those things right yeah or um this is what we're trying to do we need partners to support us on this or it could be oh we just won this grant like even to the smallest of wins like um up onto okay free access to like cloud storage all of those things so even celebrating small wins so constantly share your stories yes like exactly sharing your vision your story the impact you've made um apart from like generic marketing now me personally i talk about okay the students um what we're doing as a team what what the long term vision is and all of those things yeah so constantly sharing um because yeah you never know um there's some people drawing from your inspiration as well same way you're drawing from the inspiration of others that was the conversation with Damlola Shayombo founder and CEO of Skooks Rig was brought to you by Minigat the easiest way for startups all over the world to get the software engineers and product development they need follow us on your favorite podcast platform and we will see you next time